Hello, 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 and welcome to Navigating Preteen Ministry for the last time. But not like that. Um, I have some really exciting news for all of you guys, and I am excited to bring it with you uh, and look forward to the changes that it's going to bring. So uh, if you haven't noticed, my upload pattern has been off um, and a little inconsistent lately, and first, sorry about that, uh, but a lot of it is for good reasons. Uh, first, we all know Easter hit. That was crazy. But on top of that, I have come under a new role here at my church, um, going from the 4th, 5th, and 6th grade preteen pastor um, to the elementary pastor over kindergarten through 6th grade. Uh, and so I am super excited about that. If you don't know much about me, uh, I'm coming in uh, closing in pretty close on my third year in preteen ministry, just beginning to grasp the idea of what it looks like to be a preteen pastor, um, and have really enjoyed this journey with you guys. Um, and if you don't know, at the, at the very start, um, and I said, and I try and keep it relatively consistent, but I am navigating preteen ministry, and I'm just walking alongside of this with you guys. Right? Uh, I'm no twenty year veteran giving advice on what I've learned. I'm a I'm a fresh newbie who is learning as he goes and sharing some of those things that I'm learning with you guys. And I hope you guys have enjoyed that. Um, and just when I think there's, um, you know, so much more to learn in the preteen world, uh, I dive in and get to look at the world of kindergarten through third grade as well. Um, so with that, uh, I just thought it was best and fitting to, uh, bring you guys along on that journey too, to not just leave it in the preteen world. Um, and so, uh, after this episode publishes, uh, I'll be making some changes. Um, we'll be changing our name from Navigating Preteen Ministry to Navigating Children's Ministry, um, or maybe Kids Ministry. Depends on which one flows better, but I feel like Children's flows better. Um, <clears throat> and the content's going to look a little bit different. Now, don't fret all of my preteen pastors. This is not the end of preteen content here. Um, instead, I hope to rotate through uh, Kids Ministry um, and preteen ministry, because uh, the reality is a lot of this stuff I say on the podcast is pretty um, generic to whether you're a kid or a preteen pastor. But at the same time, there's stuff that's very specific to preteens. Um, and as I am learning very quickly, there's stuff very specific to kids. And so I will break those down and title each episode so that you know. Um, and so uh, I will still be uploading weekly. Um, it just may not be exclusively preteen content, but I think at the end of the day, all of the content that comes through here will help anybody no matter where they're at in uh, the world of ministry. And so don't worry, we're not changing. Nothing's going crazy. Um, we are just growing together. And so I'm ex super excited to go on this journey of kids ministry with you guys. Um, and so uh, as we navigate with the preteens and the younger kids, I'm excited to uh, pull this stuff I am learning, and I've already got some stuff here, and this applies for both of you, preteens and kids, so don't fret, um, but uh, obviously, uh, if you don't know, our church structure is structured so that kindergarten through third is a separate ministry from the fourth, fifth, and sixth grade, um, and that's how we're keeping it. They're going to be separated, um, and so I've got people kind of helping me administrate and run all of that, um, but that means that I inherited a whole new team. And let me tell you guys, I was worried 
uh, about the team and the culture that I was coming into. It was a team, uh, even though they were neighbors, um, I've always been in 456. And so I've taught sometimes in K3, but never been heavily involved there. And so I didn't know the volunteers and I didn't know everybody there. Um, but guys, the team is awesome. And so I, my biggest takeaway from week one of running this new K3 ministry was uh, what it looks like to have a good winning team, right? Um, and so, uh, of course, there's always things to continue growing on in ministry, but from a team perspective, these guys were top notch. And so I took some notes. I really reflected on why they were so good. And so today we're going to talk about some of the ways that you can tell that you have a winning team. Um, and, and, and the, I think the best litmus test is you being gone, right? Um, I got to see, uh, K3, uh, the previous pastor, his name was Andrew, but I got to see Andrew's team in full form on Sunday and man, did they kick butt. And so, what I want you guys to think of is when we're thinking through the team, think about what your team would look like if you were gone. What would your team look like if somebody who had no idea about your ministry took over? What would your team look like if you were gone for a month on a mission trip? Who would you have in charge? What would it look like? And so here are some of the metrics where you know you are doing good. And the, uh, the first and the overarching thing is have you worked yourself out of your job? Uh, I've, I've heard this said a lot and it's kind of how I model my own ministry is my goal in my ministry is to work myself out of a job and well, I kind of did that. And so I got two instead. Um, but, uh, is your team so self-sufficient that if you were to disappear, they can run just fine. And so here's a few metrics to be able to say, yes, I have successfully worked myself out of a job. Now, the reality is in ministry, we're not going to work ourselves out of a job. Um, as long as people keep on being people, we always got job security. Um, but the reality is we want to work ourselves out of the day-to-day -day, uh, minute stuff so that we can pour into people, love people well, and be the church to them. And so um, let's, let's ask a few questions to see if our volunteers are ready uh, and see where we're at. And the reality is we're all going to be on different metrics here. And so Maybe uh, your team has a really good concept of one of these points, uh, but maybe you can brush them up and warm them up to some others. So take notes, think about it, and reflect it and apply it to your old team. Uh, but you know you've worked yourself out of a job uh, when first your leaders understand their roles. When your leaders understand their roles, that is super important. Um, and, and basically what it looks like is that you have people um, that know their job. When I went into K3 this Sunday, um, you know, I thought, all right, let's, let's see where we got to go. Let's figure out where my people got to go. They were all where they needed to go. My greeters were out front welcoming kids in. My tech people were helping set up. Uh, my small group leaders were ready to go and prepared. The people were out there playing and interacting with the kids. They understood their roles. They knew where they needed to be and they understood what their goal was. My large group communicators were teaching and communicating well. They had their scripts prepared and had read through it. Um, and they were ready to go. And so uh, first, uh, you, you know you've worked yourself out of your job when your people understand their roles, right? Um, four, five, six, that was a big thing for me for a while as I have people coming in uh, and not really uh, owning and understanding their roles. Uh, they were they were kind of there. Uh, some people interacted with the kids and some people didn't. And as the culture continued to grow and change, it was really awesome to see them uh, start to own their roles. Um, and not only that, but start doing things uh, beyond that without being asked. 
rest, right? Uh, staying extra time in service so that we could have our team huddle. And I never even had to start asking them because they owned that role and they understood that, you know, sitting here and playing, you know, with this kid is far beyond um, just sitting here and playing, you know, with a kid. It is building and developing a relationship. And so, one of the key ways to help your team understand their roles um, is to cast the vision for the roles. Uh, make sure they understand that, one, you're not just playing Uno with a kid, you're building a relationship. You're not just having a group with a kid, you're connecting faith into their life. Uh, you know, Make sure they understand and see why the things that they do are important, right? I'm not going to own a role. I'm not going to do a thing unless I see the vision. So what is the vision behind each role and everything you ask your volunteers to do? Number two, you know you've worked yourself out of a job um, when leaders understand their importance and their value. Um, so I inherited uh, four, five, six in the middle of COVID. And so do you want to know when volunteers felt the least valuable was during COVID? Right, a volunteer during COVID was just stuck at home. Uh, and the previous pastor before me, Corey, did a great job of getting them to interact and send stuff in. But we all experienced a huge loss of volunteers during COVID because they did not feel valuable. But when I picked up this K3 volunteer team, I haven't had a single person knock on wood over here drop out on me yet because they understand their value in their team. They understand their importance. They understand why they need to be there. And so they are there. Uh, so are you casting vision for your volunteers to understand their importance, to understand the impact they are making? Are you giving them ways and measurables to see their importance? So are they, uh, are they understanding their roles and are they understanding their importance? Number three, you know you worked yourself out of a, uh, a job when you've got leaders uh, that can roll with the mistakes, pick up uh, the slack and fill in. Um, so specifically, think about the instance of if you were to pick up a new ministry and the team you got rolls with your mistakes, you know they're doing good. Uh, let me just tell you, I've had numerous, right? I've forgotten the scripts and the emails I've sent. I have uh, not double-checked my communicators and had one double-book themselves. Um, and so... Uh, all of these mistakes, the leaders were gracious and kind and patient and willing to pick up the slack. Sunday, uh, I had a, I had a, uh, one of the teachers in my group, uh, reach out and say, Hey, um, originally I wasn't able to be here, but I can be here this week. Do you need a teacher? And I looked and I said, Nope, I've got a teacher. And then I got to Sunday and I looked again and I realized that that teacher was also teaching in four or five, six at the same time as they were supposed to be teaching in K3. And so I had to tail between the legs, come up to him and be like, hey, I double booked somebody. And he said, all good. He immediately jumped in, uh, read through the lesson super quick and uh, crushed it. Absolutely crushed it. But he was willing to roll with my mistakes um, and he wasn't upset about it. Uh, and, and everybody uh, all through this uh, few week transition period has been reaching out on ways that they can help. Uh, they've been super communicative with me and just uh, really rolling with the punches. Um, and so that leads to number Four, uh, and that is, you know, you've worked out yourself out of a job when you've got leaders who are willing to step up, right? 
the thing uh, that creates and makes a good leader is somebody who sees an issue and is willing to take care of it without having to be asked, without having to be prompted. Uh, my best leaders are leaders that see a disruptive uh, cluster um, and just carefully and gently moves and separates it without any prompting or anybody uh, or, or sees a need, sees something missing. Uh, there's been countless times where I forgot to put out communion for the kids or left something out and I've seen leaders just go grab those things and throw them out. Um, and so when you've got leaders that see the gaps and are willing to step up and fill them, um, that really matters. Uh, you are working yourself out of a job when you've got leaders that are taking initiative, taking control. Uh, and one of the best ways to encourage that is to enable them to do that um, and to see it and celebrate it because what gets celebrated gets repeated, um, not in a you're better than everybody else way, but in a, hey, I see what you are doing. You are loving people well, and I appreciate that. Um, I, I recently wrote a postcard to one of my four, five, six volunteers. I had some people come in and observe, and without having to be prompted, she immediately went up, introduced herself, walked them through what the four, five, six ministry looks like. And so I just sent her a thank you postcard and a little gift card with that because I was so thankful for that. So do those little things for your volunteers and help them see that when they step up, they make a difference and you will very quickly find yourself working out of a job in that role. Last but not least, you know you worked yourself out of a job when you have leaders who are ready and willing to help and give feedback. Um, and so that is super important for me as I come into this K3 role. Uh, I want these people to say, hey, Sam, um, You've been working with fourth, fifth, and sixth graders for all of your life as a pastor, um, but these are kindergartners, right? They don't quite get what you're saying, or they're not going to connect with that. And so I need those leaders who are willing to step in um, and talk to me and give feedback. And so far, they have been awesome at that. They have been uh, helping me out, giving me advice. I've been kind of opening the door as well for them to talk to me about any of the things that they have on their plate as well. And one of the best ways to do that is to just get Continue to encourage and enable that as well. Give them positive affirmation when they bring something up to you. Like, hey, Sam, uh, I had this great idea. Wow, thank you so much, right? Because the fact that somebody's coming in, um, they have a job, they have kids, uh, and they're coming into your ministry and thinking about ways to make it better means that they care. And so thank them and appreciate them. Even if it is um, advice that you're like, that's that's not going to work, um, thank them and, and, and let them know uh, that you appreciate their time and their thought into it. So running through these out one more time, you know you've worked yourself out of a job uh, when your volunteer team understands their roles, they understand their importance, they roll with the mistakes, they step up and fill in the gaps, and they are ready to give feedback and input when needed. So guys, those are some great metrics to measure your team. Go through those again, write them down, figure out where your team exceeds and excels, and figure out where your team can continue to grow and help them grow in that. Um, so I'm going to see you guys next week. Uh, our content, once again, don't forget, is going to look a little bit different. Uh, I'll be labeling all the episodes with uh, specifically what we're talking about, the content, whether it's preteen or kindergarten or whatever, uh, and let you guys know beforehand. But I am so excited about this change to walk through these with you guys. And I'm going to see you guys next week for our next episode. Bye.